Welcome to Amplify, the Revolution Her podcast, dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and amplifying women's voices globally. community is a fierce collective of women who are ready to live the lives they always dreamed they would. Together, our strength as inspiring and ambitious women is truly unstoppable. I'm Maria Locker, founder and CEO of Revolution Her. And I'm your co-host, Grace Moores, founding partner of Revolution Her. And today we're talking about letting go of judgment with Michelle Hahn. And Michelle is founder and CEO of Mom Boss Academy, a training platform and agency that helps women entrepreneurs, especially moms, build their businesses, personal brands, and increase business profits. She's a former fashion model turned award-winning blogger, entrepreneur, parenting speaker, and mother of three. All the way in from Singapore today, please help us welcome Michelle Hahn. Hi, Michelle. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Maria. Hi, Grace. How Hi, are you? Thank you I'm for joining well, us. <laughs> I'm very well, excited and, to be here. So for those listeners right now, if you're not sure about the time difference in Singapore, Michelle is ready to be heading to bed. And here where Grace and I are, we've just started our day. So this is a really fun juxtaposition today. Um, <laughs> so thank you, though, for scheduling on your end and, and being with us. We have so much to talk about. Yeah. Go. <laughs> so... We're going to start right at the beginning because, you know, for those that may or may not know, Revolution Her actually started 12 years ago as a brand called Mompreneurs. So we've always been really passionate about moms in business and helping to support them any way we can. What led you to starting Mom Boss Academy? What was your journey like up until this point? Wow, there's lots of twist and turn <laughs> where yep. that got me here. And thank you for asking this question. It's, it's quite a long one, I must say. So um, how it really started was that um, I gave up my soup and salad bar business to be a stay-at-home mom. This was back 10 years ago. Um, and I decided that, hey, you know, um, I want to be a mom and I don't want to let my career or my business back then to stop me from spending time with my children. So I'm going to just take time off work or, you know, off my, take a pause on my career and be a stay-at-home mom. But six months into the whole stay-at-home mom gig, I got really bored, <laughs> you know, just waking up. What should I cook today? You know, yeah. what else could I be doing with this six-month-old baby? You know, back then I only had one baby. So, so I was like, okay, what can I do from home that I could still earn an income for myself? So I don't need to ask my husband for pocket money and this is 10 years ago people were blogging and I just decided all right I'm going to start a blog with no writing experience website experience whatsoever but I'm going to give it a go anyway right so long story short I the blog took a while to pick up but when it did um, I realized that I need to turn it into again instead of relying for just people coming to me and offering me to write blog to promote a brand, how can I turn the knowledge that I know into a business that I'm in charge of? Mm -hmm. So I turned my pregnancy and early motherhood blog into a maternity concierge business. Okay. So, oh. 
Yeah. So my reader was like, oh, I, I was reading your journey as a stay-at-home mom and now you have a business. And then um, so that business being the first in Asia was covered a lot in the media. So because of that, I wrote a book as well. And then now my readers are like, so I want to do that too. Can you teach me? So um, back in 2018, I started consulting one-on-one. I was helping mom build businesses from home, online businesses, just like myself. Um, with whatever knowledge or skills that she loved doing, right? Or she already possessed. Um, then I decided that, oh, you know, that's too slow. And it's also taking a lot of my time to consult one-on-one. Mm-hmm. That's when I decided to put, okay, now I've tested sort of like these other steps with um, my one-on-one clients. Let's turn it into an online program. And so in 2022, right at the start of the pandemic, I launched Mombos Academy. Awesome. With the one online program. Yeah. <laughs> so two and a half, two, two years and about 10 months later, now we have two signature program, one membership and two partners programs. Wow. wow. Yeah, we, we can relate to that stress of opening something in 2020. <laughs> we did the yeah. same. That's yeah. when our rebrand was scheduled for March 2020. So that's when ah. it hit here in North America. Um But, you know, to come out on the other side now and see, you know, you're obviously flourishing, successful, you know, I'm sure there's been a lot of ups and downs along the way. Have there been, you know, some lessons along that way that you can share in terms of starting a business in a challenging time? And here you are almost three years later, you're still, you're still thriving. How did you do that? (laughs) and downs well certainly that's a lot um let me think um I think definitely a lot of it is I think the the worst downs has got to be something that we were it's probably like inside of us so what happened to me was that maybe I was judging myself you know maybe somehow deep down inside my heart I was like who am I to be doing this right so Mm. When um, we were taking a um, one summer, yeah, it was Australian summer. So my husband is from Australia. So we go back to Australia every December to spend to spend their summer there. Wow. And because I was still managing my business from Australia, I was spending a lot of time on um, online. And then um, so my mother in law was like, "So what are you doing now?" Right? <laughs> like, oh, you know, I started coaching. I started this academy, and she's like but why would people want you to coach them? Well, I got really offended, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I felt like, I mean, on, on hindsight, it's like I was offended maybe because I had that judgment on myself. Yeah. It's not so much what other people say, but of course, back then I was just like, oh, because, you know, I was trying to explain myself to her, but, you know, being she's in her 70s, she's doesn't understand what it means what why how right yeah so um but I was trying to convince her you know I was worthy and all that and you know went to bed still thinking why isn't she you know understanding what I'm trying to do here um yeah and then you know took me a couple of days to get over it and realize that you know I am I alone is going to this journey is not other people's responsibility to understand what I'm going through oh I I love that myself to another person yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's so it's so true and I, I 
I also want to pick up. So yes, in terms of being judged, we, we get judged by other people, and we absolutely are probably the worst at judging ourselves and our own capabilities and questioning them. And I, I loved how you mentioned too when you were uh, giving the the breakdown of of how their journey started. You talked about starting your blog, but it taking time, and so it it takes time to build up. And I think that's really important, especially for a lot of people that are starting a business. That things don't happen overnight, and you hear about these businesses, but they've spent years building them up. But you may have only heard about them for the last, you know, couple of years. But there's like ten years as well of of building up that business, and so there's a lot of that judgment that takes place at that time. Um, and and as you say about judging yourselves and so you talked about how it's not your responsibility what other people think and that is a really key message do you have any other tips to help you get through those those judgments whether it's yourself and or from other people um yeah firstly is to to know that it's not other people's responsibility to understand us it's our journey and also it's not another person's dream as well. Yeah. So when I first started, I told my husband, you know, I'm, I'm just going to start a blog. He was like, what? You <laughs> want to write? I mean, when was the last time you ever wrote anything substantial, right? And I was like, mm, high school maybe, right? Yeah. So it's been 13 years since, right? Um, but I, I know, like, it's, it's funny, like you say, right? We, we look back now and it just really takes guts to just, just do it. Like, yeah. We, just need to know that whatever you start out doing is going to suck. Hmm. It's not going to look like the best version of whatever you could put out. Yeah. People are going to judge you be- because they don't understand your dream. They don't know what's your purpose. They don't see the vision that you see and they're not supposed to because they have their own journey to walk. Yeah. So I think I'm um, to understand that, Hey, it's normal. Everybody judge everyone. We judge other people, other people judge us and just not let that stop you from going for what you want. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, people say things, they may even want to hold you back because they don't want to get you to, to see you get hurt yeah. because they don't understand your dream. They're like, oh, maybe I could just, you know, keep her safe. I think that's just too crazy for her to try to achieve. Um yeah. So I think like, you know, having been through that now, I know when I see or think someone else is doing something absolutely crazy, I'm holding my tongue. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's hard not to let that judgment out. Right. And like you said, we all have it. And it's so interesting. You know, we have young kids as well. Well, teenagers mm. now um, who are the most judgy. <laughs> right. And so, you know, a lot of times, it's understanding when you're kind of putting that forward into the universe, right? Now, on our end, so first of all, I think it's so incredibly courageous to listen to that voice inside of you that says, I'm going to try this, or I think I should do this. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. Um, and, and this fear of criticism, I find that for a lot of women, they almost share too much. And then it allows a lot of judgment and criticism in. Have you found in your experience that, you know, sometimes you keep some of that information to yourself just to see what will happen without telling anybody what your plans are? Do you do that? 
Um, yeah, I do. I do now. Oh, you do now. <laughs> I'm learning a hard lessons, right? I mean, at the start, it's like we we'll get so excited about our dreams, want to tell everybody everything. But yeah. now, you know, um, after being through so much, after every twist and turn, like it's easy for people to see where I am today and say, "Oh, you know, she had it so easy. Her path was so smooth." Of course, there were a lot of winding road. There were a lot of disappointment. There were things that. I thought it's going to go this way, but it ended up this way. Um, yeah. So now I know not to tell other people everything that is mm-hmm. too crazy, unless they ask. Like, like um, even even though when they ask, I just kind of share the tame version of it. Yeah. So we, I try to do that a lot too, and I find you know when people ask me how do you, you know, find confidence to move forward? It's not confidence. A lot of times for me, it's just, it's curiosity. I'm experimenting, right? We experiment a lot with what we do, Grace and I. And a lot of times, you know, thank goodness we have each other to bounce ideas off of because we kind of keep it secretive. You don't know what's coming until we finally let it out. (laughs) Um, And it's, It's mean, it's years of experience, like you said, right? And anyone who's looking from the outside in, it's that overnight success story that was actually 12 years in the making, right? (laughs) It's a lot of work. So so. let's talk about these critics then. When you have these critics in your life, how do you know which ones are the right ones to listen to? Because sometimes criticism can be a really good opportunity for self-reflection and for potential change. When do you know that maybe someone's idea or someone's comment is the right thing to look at introspectively? That's a really good question. I think you kind of would know intuitively whether someone is just not understanding and pulling you down or someone really mean it. Mm-hmm. Like they have put thoughts into um, what you just told them and they see it in a different way. Right. I think we we could kind of I could kind of feel it whether someone means what they say or they're just saying it because they just don't understand me. Or they're <laughs> yeah, just stirring me. the pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think um and it also depends on who is the person that's saying it, right? If it's just some random person that I do not know dropping me a DM or commenting something nasty on Instagram, then hey. Thank you, but no thanks. But if it's coming from my husband, which triggers me the most, (laughs) I would immediately like get really triggered, but then, you know, I'll calm down and then take time to reflect and say, maybe, maybe he has a point there. I think we're all the same in the same boat there, right? (laughs) (laughs) But at the end of the day, usually your partner is the person who knows you the most. So Mm. You know, sometimes when those comments or questions or judgment or almost sometimes like a little needle in your side pointing, like poking you going, "Mm, did you ask all the questions? Sometimes it can be a good thing. So I love that you've, you know, shared being intuitive to what makes sense for you. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, like this, it covers, judgment covers so many different areas. And I think a lot of it then um, when we hear a lot of these judgments, it can make us question ourselves and develop this this fear of stopping us in our tracks. And how can we use that fear to to fuel us in moving forward as opposed to crippling us? How can we turn that fear into um, 
into that fuel to keep us going, I guess. And uh, I was wondering if you had some tips for our listeners on on how they could do that. Um, for me, is um, po- possibly is from my life experience. Um, people, m- most people, have fear of trying new things, but um, because my mom passed away when she was thirty five, and I was thirteen then, so I oh. always knew that life is short. So yeah. I would rather. You know, at the end of my, my life, whenever that is, I I would have tried give everything a try than to have regret not trying anything. So it's it's, it's also a t- it's a kind of fear, but it's an opposite fear, a fear yeah. of not giving it a try. So I kind of take that to fuel me. And if you really think about it, right? If if you have a nagging fear, but of that is stopping you from wanting to do this thing, one thing that you really want to do, try to think like every time you have a fear or the biggest fear that you ever have had, did it ever happen? Mm. Most of the time, none of our fear actually materialize. That is so true. But that fear holds us back. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, it's very interesting, right? We, you know, something we say a lot in my house is, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And I know there's people out there that say, you know, flip that around and say, what's the best thing that can happen. Mm -hmm. But I find for me and for the things that hold me back, that actually fuels me to go forward. When I think what's the worst that can happen? Someone says, no, I fall on my face and embarrass myself. I've done that many times. That's okay. Right. We, you know, I think some of the lessons we tell our children are things that we need to remind ourselves sometimes too, mm-hmm. right? You have to go through some of those slumps and those downtimes. And unfortunately, that's where a lot of lessons come from. It's being able to come out of them, mm-hmm. let the fear sit with you for a little bit, right? But then what are you doing to get out of it? That's, you know, it's, probably even more important to make sure you can go forward. Now, I want to talk about Mombas Academy because you obviously work with a lot of really incredible women. You know, you've had the opportunity to help them succeed. What would be a couple of things that you've seen along the way that is holding women back that you can help share? You know, maybe there's some tips in there. Um. The, the first one would be what you've just asked earlier, right? That that fear of mm. um, trying something new. Am I am I really cut out for this imposter syndrome? So I, I find that the biggest hurdle for anyone is besides the fear of judgment from family, like am I crazy to, to quit my job and start this business from home to try something new? Um, that's number one. The second one would be, again, um, not having the confidence. And um, what else? Let me think. Um, or not having... It's funny, right? I have different students who would come with, to me with same set of problems and you you could absolutely see how each of them worked through it. For example, um, I have a few students that come to me and say their partners or the family is absolutely not supportive at all. Mm -hmm. But we have those who are like, 
you know, they're not supportive. I can't do this. I really can't, blah, blah, blah. They make up excuses. And then you have those like, no problem. They're not supportive. I'm going to show them. I'm going to show up anyway. I'm going to put aside my time. And, and you, in, I immediately could tell who's going to be successful at the end of the program. Yeah. It's yeah. very much not your circumstances, but very much your attitude on how you can overcome what it is that's holding you back. Yeah, your mindset it plays such a key role in in what you're capable of doing. It really does, doesn't it? Absolutely. Well, there's you know there's so much at stake sometimes for a lot of women, right? Yeah. And so we we saw that especially in the early days, like ten years ago, we would mm-hmm. we would have a lot of women stand up at some of our events and say, you know, how, how do I get my partner, my parents, my whoever to understand that this is what I'm passionate about and I can succeed. It's not a hobby. It's not Mm -hmm. just, you know, something for fun. I need their support. And what always came out of it was, do you actually need their support? Like if you can't live with not having their support, then this business is not going to be for you. And that's a hard realization to hear. Like how much, how bad do you want something, right? What are you willing to, to change in your life? Even if other people aren't accepting of it, what are you willing to change to make your dream come true? And if, if you're not willing to put family on the line or money on the line, a lot of times it's not going to move forward, right? Yeah. And we'd also it's see, a, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one for sure. And the other thing that we would see quite a lot of is as well is that people may not have the the full support of, of family when they start out, but once their family sees the dedication and the results that they're doing, then their opinions change too and, and yeah. realize that, hey, she's got this, like we need to support her all the way. So there's that that sometimes you just need to prove to people that that it's you've got the you've got the the guts to do it and you've got the drive and um yeah you have to want to prove it right you have to have that personality to say screw them I'm gonna show you (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and and it goes back to what you say like just don't tell them everything yeah (laughs) do it and prove them wrong right same thing with my husband right he doubted me but now these days he's coming back and say you know I just met with so and so and they're saying like you know how how amazed they are at what you're doing and blah 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 now he's proud yeah (laughs) exactly exactly So, oh man, this so, is awesome. This is really fun, you know, and and we don't get to talk about judgment very often because, you know, it's something that it's almost like a dirty word, right? We judge each other, we judge other people, we judge ourselves. But, you know, as we kind of get near the end of our, our interview component, I would love to know if you could look back at your younger self, younger Michelle, could mm-hmm. you envision that this is where you would be? And you know, is there anything you would tell your younger self to maybe help you move forward quicker? Absolutely. Absolutely not. I would not in a million years would have thought that this would be what I was, I would be doing. There was lots of twists and turns, as I mentioned earlier, and there was a lot of unnecessary risk (laughs) that I took as well. And, you know, certainly my very, very first business, I lost a whole lot of money as well. And like, you know, trusting the wrong people, being too idealistic and not following system and just, you know, my willful young self. Um, But if I could tell myself is 
what would I tell myself? If I would go back to tell my 20-year-old self, I would say stop wasting time. <laughs> start learning or start investing into like learning skills that would that, that will help you in the future because I used to party a lot, like hard. Um, if I were to go back to my 30-year-old self, I would say take your time. Your time will come. Like just trust in yourself. Like don't because um, my very first business was the food and salad bar business. Um, when we first started, uh, it was more like a standalone location within, I think I, I sunk like $40,000 into the renovation. And within the first week, I know that we're not going to make it. So I had to take, you know, quick decision to pivot and move into more of like a kiosk style business. Um, So, yeah, so I think like just really tell myself that it's okay. It's a learning experience. You need to go through that. And um, yeah, I mean, this is not the end of the world and um, keep going. Yeah, it's really interesting you say that because I think a lot of the time when we come up against these obstacles, I think they are, as both you and Maria said, they're all learning experiences and we all have them. So it's just it's how you learn and take what you need from them and move onwards on. But it's um, it's. Oh gosh, I forgot where I was going with that now. Oh, man, it'll come <laughs> to me in a minute. It was such a good one, too. Oh. No, but. I love that you shared your past experience, right? Like you're, you know, you've gone through an open and a close, right? Like it's, Mm. I think sometimes what stops a lot of women in business is this idea that I I can't show that I'm struggling. I can't show that I'm failing. What, what are people going to think of me if I close my business? Right. And the truth is you move on. You you think, oh, she got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. (laughs) So it's, it is about, um, oh no, you said, it, oh my gosh, my Grace is crazy crazy this morning. It. Oh. It's okay. Oh, well, I know I'll have to write it down when I hear it and it comes up with yes. something you said that it was. It's oh. all good. See, this is what happens. So we're not fully awake yet and you're Obviously. already laying down. <laughs> no, but I, I'm so glad that you touched on that because I think for a lot of women, it is that scary idea that you know, I'm never going to recover if I have to close my business down. Um, Mm. And nobody wants that, right? You don't start a business with the idea that you have to close it, but it's very, it's very enlightening to hear other women talk about it because we don't talk about it enough. You know, when you look at social media, you look at all the positives people are posting, but what about the real life scary stuff that's actually happening. Right. Mm. So thank you for sharing that side as well. Um, because it's not, it's not that you were young. It's not, you know, it's just the way it went. Right. So I have got it and I've written it down. You, know now. you, know. yeah. Yeah. you don't know <laughs> what you don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's what I, where I was going with the question was that sometimes we come up against these obstacles and they feel really big and they feel really huge. And it's how are we going to move forward from this? And, and then a month down the line, we're not even thinking about them anymore. So it's recognizing that this may feel really big and really huge right now, but in a month, in a year, is this still going to be something that's going to that, that I'm not going to recover from? So it's putting it into perspective in terms of sometimes when we're living in that moment and something's not going right, it can feel so huge and weigh so much. But in perspective, it 
we may we may we, it may not be important in in a week's time or in yeah. a month's time as well so I think that's a valuable lesson sorry that was very it took a very long time to get to that question <laughs> or that thought but I wanted to share you got there I it's got okay. there in the end <laughs> well that leads us well into our next round of questions which actually is our rapid fire because you know we've talked a lot about all the you know, serious stuff. Let's get a little bit loose (laughs) and talk about who you are um, in a different way. So rapid fire questions, they're really just open-ended. You can give us as much or as little that comes to mind. Um, Okay. We're going to get started. So I actually (laughs) want to start with, um, you know, still sticking with young Michelle, little Michelle. And I want to talk about little Michelle in elementary school. What were some of your favorite subjects? Who were you like as a kid? My favorite subject, oh gosh, I like maths. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite a nerd. I'm quite <laughs> a nerd uh, until I was quite a nerd, but I was also naughty at the same time. Yeah, um, like I'm, I was naughty in class, but I, I did quite well. I did quite well. I, I'm, I'm one of those who didn't really need to study and still do pretty well in in her study, and also because, um, as I mentioned, um, my mom not only has she passed away early, um, she she didn't have a good relationship with my dad. So I kind of was in a single parent household. Yeah. So I felt like I had to sort of work hard to prove myself to her. So, yeah. yeah, that was it. I'm picturing, oh, that's good. So you're, you're a lot of people love math. I am not a math person, but I love <laughs> that so many other people love math. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've got a question for you. What's mm-hmm. on your bucket list? Bucket list. Oh, I want to, very simple, very, um, very easy to please person, very low maintenance. I just want to take my um, family on an around Europe trip. Oh, oh that would be nice. Any like specific spot you for sure want to hit? In Europe? Uh, well, we love Italian food. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd love to just go around Italy and maybe Spain. Um, yeah. I, yeah, you know, revisit France and yeah, just a few cities that would be nice. Yeah, that would just take a few months long holiday. I know. (laughs) I travel. It's such a huge. I love it. It's a huge part of my life, and um, and I I think that at the age where they would appreciate and to understand the culture of you know another people and yeah Yeah. of the world as well. How old are your kids? They are six, eight, and ten. Oh wow. Um, you're not busy at all. No, that's a good age, actually. <laughs> that is a great age. Um, I, okay, very exciting stuff. So we follow you online. When you go to Europe, we want to see pictures. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. If it's not on social media, it didn't happen, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. So I've never been to Singapore. I would love to know what's something that you love to do locally. I like oh um it's very why I I'm still in Singapore I'm originally from Malaysia um is that it's just so convenient everything mm-hmm. is um just maybe like 10 minutes away from me it's okay. um public transport is amazing it's super safe what do I like to do is I could just take walks anywhere I want and yeah. there's this park connector all around the island and really from one island of Singapore to the other island is less than an hour drive so it's really 
all. Yes. Yeah. So they have park connectors all around the island. So I think it takes like, I don't know, four or five hours to, to complete if you want to. So wow. it's, it's really scenic and um, yeah, it's just, it's just like walks. Yeah. I, I used to live in um, Hong Kong, so I would visit mm. Singapore quite a lot but when I and I lived there and I loved going to Singapore it was a wonderful place to visit and the food was amazing I loved all the different influences in terms of the Mm -hmm. the food in Singapore it was ah brings back lots of great memories lots (laughs) of great memories okay as uh, somebody who gets into trouble what was the last thing that you got into trouble for oh my god I can't remember so that was <laughs> I got in trouble for being too last minute. I'm such a procrastinator. In fact, I am in trouble right now because tomorrow I have a launch and I'm not done with my slides yet. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 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 one of those people who like, you know, just it will happen. It will happen. It will happen even if I need to burn midnight oil. But yeah, I, yeah, too chill sometimes. <laughs> so you're one of those that works well under pressure, right? I find I'm like, I can only get my best work when it's like oh, down to the wire and it was yes. due. Yeah, I know. Yeah, otherwise I'll just take my sweet time. I get distracted and yeah. I'll like, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you there, 100%. Okay. Good to hear I'm not alone. <laughs> no, no, you're not alone. There's way too many of us out there. Yeah, All right. Sure. What do you wish more women would do for themselves? I wish they would take time to discover what makes them happy. Mm, that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Seems, it seems easy, doesn't it? It's not. No. <laughs> it's not. Yes. So I think we are raised to do things for others. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Complete givers, like constantly taking care of everybody else that we have so little time for ourselves. Most of the time we don't even know what, what, you know, what we want to do, let alone what we like to do or what makes us happy. So, um, because yeah it's a hard question to ask yourself what makes me happy right so take the time to think about it because it's so easy to be influenced by other people like you know go on instagram and see oh this person's doing this maybe i should be doing this oh this person doing that maybe i should be doing that is that what you want and because of the busyness right um busy seems to be the batch of honor this i'm so busy doing this 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 do you actually take the time to really reflect is yeah. what you've been working day in, day out on is truly making you happy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great, great yeah. point. Okay, right. I've got a question. I guess this will be our last round. Um, what would be your theme song? <laughs> I love this. Like everybody's got something different and um, we need to do a compilation because they've been doing so great. Song. Uh, what song pops into your head when you think about a song that gets you going? Um, I can't. I can't remember the title of that song. That's all right. You can sing it if yeah, you like. I, no, I won't make you sing it. <laughs> so, huh. Oh my god! I I come up completely blank right now. Oh, that's it's okay. Right. That's okay. Yeah. There's yeah, so many I, great I, ones I, out there. Yeah, I, and I remember 
one line uh, that's like really stuck with me when um, this was when I was um, in Australia studying, um, living by myself. And I was really lonely at that time. And I remember this line in that song that says, um, your happiness is in your hands. Oh, well, I'll take that. Song that song. I need to Google it. Yeah, we have yeah. to Google it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I should decide to make myself happy. Yes. And not well in my situation. So right. yeah, yeah. That stuck with me. But it's I can't stuck with it. Yeah. We'll find it. We'll find yes, it. We'll find oh. it. You were such a pleasure to chat with Michelle. Like I'm we're so excited to see the work that you're doing, you know, for women. Um, it's been incredible to kind of see on the other side of the world how you know, it doesn't really same matter yeah. where you are. Yeah, women <laughs> everywhere have these same problems that need to be mm. solved and supported. And, you know, the work that you're doing is so important. We, we feel like your sister's over here saying, we got them over here, you take care of them over there. And, and, uh, you know, I think together, you know, all the different organizations like ours that can help women and uplift them and, and make them see that they have the confidence. It just needs to come out that fear of judgment doesn't need to be there because we're all learning along the way. Right. So any last words you want to share with our listeners before we wrap up? It's been my pleasure to be in here, to be here and um, keep doing what you're doing, Maria, Grace. I feel so lucky to be, to be on this podcast with you and knowing that you are, you know, like you mentioned just now, you know, um, we are providing that support to help other women and um, yeah, I keep doing what you're doing. And I, I could feel that your podcast is, is giving women that, that voice, that support, that understanding that they, they could feel that someone sees them. Yeah. Thank you. you. And you too, like, don't stop what you're doing. It's important to, women need these resources. And so we just have to provide them so that, you know, that somebody might not be a great fit for us, but be a great fit for you or the person down the road. And it's just about giving them the resources they need. So um, that ecosystem, right? Yeah. We're like one. Yeah. Yeah. To me, my biggest why is that I want to be the role model for our daughters. Yeah. I have two daughters. So I want them so that when it's their time to be moms, they can still live their best life. Yeah. They get to choose to start their own business if they want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's oh, it's been such a pleasure. Really has. It has. Oh, so for everyone listening, you know, if you took some really great inspiration away from today or some, you know, info that will help you motivate yourself or others, please feel free to share this with three other women in your life because together we can continue to build that ecosystem to support as many women as possible. Until we see you again next time. Thank you, Michelle, for being here with us. And thank you, everybody else. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.